0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome to Have You Seen That with T. It is your host, T. We are on episode 19. And frankly, I don't really have much to talk about today. Um, the Northmen dropped today. Uh, massive Talent drop today. Uh, the newest Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore dropped today. And I didn't see... I went and saw Massive Talent last week We spoke about that on the pod And um, The Northman uh, Starring Eric Northman A.K.A. I don't even Remember the guy's name um, That dropped today And it look, while it looked good I just couldn't see myself Going to the theater to watch this movie I love Ethan Hawke Absolutely love Nicole Kidman um, Anna Taylor joy she's amazing um but I just uh, I just couldn't uh, so I didn't um I'm I haven't watched any of the fantastic beast movies um I enjoyed all the Harry Potter but I really tried to watch the first fantastic beast uh, movie and 15 minutes into it i I, I just couldn't do it it, it was just... It was just something. It's something about Eddie Redmayne that I don't like, so I don't watch his movies. Uh, it's just it's his face, it's his mannerism in, the, in this movie. It just it just didn't do it for me. So I didn't go. I haven't watched any of them. Maybe I'll binge all three of them. You know, once they're all out on on streaming services. Uh, but today is not that day. Last week, because of Massive Talent. Um, We reviewed all of my favorite 90s action movies. So this week I went back into the well and I went back to the 80s, which was a much simpler time. You had very straightforward, you know, somebody kidnapped somebody. So I'm going to get revenge. Like 80s was much about revenge. It wasn't until the late 80s. Going into the '90s, where the stories became more nuanced, uh, because the audience just were getting smarter. Um, so today we're, we're gonna we're just gonna talk about '80s action, '80s action stars, and my 10 favorite action movies from the '80s. We can't talk about '80s action without talking about the big guys. You know, we had you had Arnold. Arnold put out some. Of the greatest action movies of his career uh, in cinema history in the '80s, you know he had the Running Man, Commando, uh, Red, he- no, yeah, Red Heat. That was another one with uh, with <laughs> Jim Belushi, uh, which should not have worked, but it did because it was Arnold. Um, you had the big guys, you know, John Clive Van, Damme, all of the Expendables, you know, uh, John Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, had a, you know, he he took Rocky four and ran with it. Uh, Sylvester Stallone had, I mean, they, they, these guys were making like a movie a year. And these were like big movies and maybe because it's nostalgic. Uh, so in doing research today, I read that Sylvester Stallone originally wrote a uh Screenplay For Beverly Hills Cop That was supposed to be A Sylvester Stallone uh, vehicle But when It ended up going another way uh, You know They rewrote Beverly Hills Cop For Eddie Murphy um, Sylvester Stallone Then took his His uh, Version of Beverly Hills Cop And made Cobra And if you've ever seen Cobra There is They're They're very Very different Um And Cobra's is just i mean cobra is a very unique in very 80s action movies you know the big knives big guns you know uh hidden advertising everywhere like it's just it is it is a very 80s action movie it's a good action movie like it, it wasn't one of my favorite sylvester sloan action movies but cobra worked um made you know fairly good money in the 80s um but i mean the 80s you can go so many different ways like going through this there there were so many different uh action movies that i enjoyed in the 80s um some of my favorite best of the best that came out the end of the 80s eric roberts uh you know (laughs) You know, his 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 character had shoulder issues, and he fights his last fight with one shoulder. Like, you, can't, it it's about like an American kickboxing team who goes and fights, uh, and then they make sequels, and none of the sequels have anything to do with the American Stephen Ree, that was his name, or Simon Ree, I can't I can't remember, uh, but he played like the lead actor in 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 the first movie and none of you know the characters came but some of the characters came back for the following movies but none of it had to do with American Kick. it was always like he's going to a small town fighting racism and and you know and classism and he just kickboxed his way uh through all of his troubles but the first best of the best that came out in the late 80s that came out in 89 and that was one of I, I enjoyed that movie as a kid because you just like seeing the fights you like seeing that the hero win at the end uh you know there was some blood fist Dawn the dragon wilson benny blanks uh benny the jet kid like these uh, iconic kickboxing names uh and and i find it funny like all of those kickboxing champions became actors like how does that happen like how, how does that even work? Oh, you could kickbox. Come star in my movie, and like Don the Dragon Wilson did so many. Movies. Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, so I, I once again doing a little deep dive for the for the podcast. Like Cynthia Rothrock starred in a lot of uh, you know. Asian action movies, and I wonder, like, I need to go back and watch these movies now because I mean, I'm assuming she speaks Chinese in these movies because I mean, it's like a completely Chinese cast. Uh, I assume she speaks both languages. Doing a little research on Cynthia Rothbach, she was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania, so maybe she doesn't, who knows? Uh, but I, I'm, I mean, China Bryant, like, she. Cynthia Rothrock kicked so much ass. And I've watched so many of her movies on Showtime. Like she's like the Showtime queen. Like she would, they would just show her movies all the time on Showtime. I remember that as a kid. Um, you know, we Patrick Swayze, Kurt Russell, all of these iconic action heroes. Uh, Kurt Douglas, not Kurt Douglas, Michael Douglas, some of my favorite. Movies uh, for anybody who listens to the pod, you know I love a good romantic comedy, right? And I love good action movies. What happens when you mix the two? You get *Romance in the Stone*, *Jewel in the Nile*. Those are these campy, you know, action like they were supposed to be like Indiana Jones with Michael Douglas playing the lead character, but they were more, you know, camp. They were more fun, um, and I and I really enjoyed these movies. You know, Kathleen Turner, uh, Danny DeVito, you know, Romance in a Stone. That was a good that was a really good movie. That was a good time at the theater um, Jewel in *Julian the and Nile, the sequel. That was another that it wasn't as good as Romance in a Stone, but it. I mean, it, it was still a solid movie. You had those three people who were all great in their own unique ways and they it, they just made the movie then you had indiana jones you know you have raiders of the, raiders of the lost ark uh my personal favorite indiana jones movie was indiana jones and the last crusade um sean connery was awesome in that movie it was a movie about a father and a son like and and it just was it was it was probably the most complete indiana jones movie you know they, they were all good in their own right except for uh, you know, The Skull Crystal, whatever whatever that one was, the last one. And they're making a new one, which really doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you can make whatever you want. You got the money. Uh, but The Last Crusade was just a really good movie. And I remember leading up to it, like, they really, really, like, they really pushed. Like, it was strong advertising for this movie because it had two iconic you know two iconic actors in it and it just, it just worked it was a it was it like i said it was the most complete indiana jones movie that i remember watching um you know we also had one of one of my underrated you know uh action movies of the 80s which i i've watched this movie so many times running scared uh Billy Crystal one of my favorite comedians growing up I love Billy Chris he's such a funny guy Gregory Hines one of the most iconic tap dance singing acting dancing uh like Gregory Hines a complete icon who who definitely doesn't get all of the credit I mean he, he he was just he's a tour de force man i mean gregory there was nothing that gregory hines can't do he can do comedy he can do action he can dance he can sing um taps one of one of one of my favorite movies um just i would never like nothing he's just he's just not um who doesn't get his just do but uh Running Scared, that came out in 86. I remember seeing that in the theater with my mom and my sister. Uh, Buddy Cop movie. Uh, I was about to say Rick Smith. Uh, But Jimmy Smith plays the villain. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Jimmy Smith plays the villain. And it's just, it's a fun, uh, it gets serious, but it's about these two Chicago cops who are just like, they're trying to retire but hey you know there's a drug kingpin that kidnaps somebody's girlfriend like it, it's very 80s but it's so much fun like you get billy crystal gregory hans and a buddy cop movie it just works it's a fun movie it has a, it it gets serious it has like you know it's big action piece at the end uh and it's just it is just such a fun movie to watch um Aliens. That's a that was a big uh, action franchise. Like Aliens, the second one that came out in '86, really put it on the map. That one was it was more scares than action, but I mean, Ellen Ripley was just a beast of a character. Like Young Sigourney Weaver was, just, man, she was rarefied air, man. She was in the league of her own. Uh, that was just it was such an important movie uh such a great movie for the sci-fi genre in itself um just a just a good movie um another one of you know 80s he wasn't really an 80s action star he he was a villain in a lot of movies but but turned it around at the end of the 80s uh Rucker Howard Rutger Howard, I remember Nighthawks he was very scary in Nighthawks um he was scary in Blade Runner uh yeah Blade Runner uh he just just a scary just a scary dude he's a scary looking dude but uh Blind Fury comes out and I remember watching that on HBO and should not have been a good movie like, there's, there's no parts of this movie that should work, but it does. There's a blind man who's a sword fighter uh, who protects the, the innocent and the weak. You can't make that up, but you could. And they made it into a movie, and it, it worked. Redka Howe was awesome in that movie. It was just a good movie. I remember throwing an apple up, and he would cut the apple because, like, that was a sword train. Like, come on, man. Just, just hilarious so i mean the 80s just a good time for action it was just a good pure time for like innocent especially buddy comedies you know you had the lethal weapon series that kicked off in 80s uh so we're just gonna jump into this top 10 right i I don't want to waste any time we're not going to waste too much time today uh since i didn't review any movies um I, I didn't watch any, even though I'm going to. I keep seeing it, these previews for a movie uh, about a underground fighting tournament, starring Tretch starting trech That's on a Tubi original, and I don't even watch Tubi, but I'm gonna watch that movie today because I'm I'm I, I'm intrigued. Like I I am intrigued. I want to watch this. Uh, there's a new movie on Netflix. Uh, choose or die that I want to watch that I'm gonna I'm gonna get around to watching don't really watch too much horror around the house because my kids if they see anything scary then then there's no sleeping for them that night they have they have terrible dreams and then they want to sleep with mommy and daddy but we're gonna jump right into my top 10 80s action movies and we're going to start with number 10 action jackson action jackson is a movie starring carl weathers another 80s action star um and the the villain of this movie is craig t nelson of coach fame uh once again uh action jackson the chicago or detroit cop who has like this infamous name because (laughs) like if you hear somebody scream Jackson or Action Jackson the criminals know that they're they're about to get their ass whipped (laughs) like one of the like petty criminals every time he sees Action Jackson he faints because he saw him whip somebody like Carl Weathers he was like a boxer like he man great fast fast faster like fast faster fastest was like the the car the car dealer like who was the head criminal he ran like a car dealership like a a, chopping, a chop shop or something like that I can't remember like uh, one of these things I'm not going to do is like review uh, like all of the movies or or research all the movies I'm going off of, of sheer memory and I just remember him Like, those two guys fighting at the end of the movie. And it also starred Vanity, who I had a huge crush on as a kid. Vanity was awesome. She's gorgeous. Um, She's in another one of my top ten action movies. Hint, hint. Um, And, like, once again, like, you look at the movie now, and it's just, it's so problematic, but it's so much fun. Like, Action Jackson, great movie, loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, that's my number 10 movie. Uh, a lot of these movies should not have worked as well as they did, but because the stars are such great actors, they, they propel the movie to be better than what they are. Next movie doesn't have that problem, just a great story, and a scary story. I remember as a kid watching Red Dawn, and, um, there's the, you know, one of the initial scenes of the movie, high school students having a fun, you know, typical middle America high school day. Um, they're getting out of school or they're in school and some guys just start parachuting out of airplanes. And when they land, everybody comes out. Why are these guys parachuting? And when they land, they all have sub, sub-automatic machine guns or they have uh, Uzis. And I remember them just mowing down high school students. And that scared the crap out of me. I lived in South Carolina at the time. And my school reminded me a lot of that school. I thought they shot it at my elementary school. That's how impressionable I was as a kid. And it scared me to death. Like every time I would leave out of my class, every time I was getting on the bus to go home, I would always look up at the sky because I didn't want those pesky communists to fly out of the sky and take over Charleston, South Carolina, didn't want it to happen. I, I, this movie really scared me. I was not prepared to go live in the woods uh, and fight off uh, the communist invasion. I was not ready for that, uh, but these kids were the Wolverines. <laughs> like that—that—that that, that was one of the reasons why and I like the Michigan Wolverines because of red dawn they would kill people they would shot wolverine as they were shooting their you know ak-47s or whatever guns they had and it was utterly ridiculous they remade the movie which was not as good uh but red dawn man it it was scary like it really was scary as a kid because this is like the time of the cold war where like everybody really thought we were on the brink of like we were on the brink of of not only nuclear war but like land warfare as if that was gonna happen in eighties. Uh, and this movie really scared like this movie drove it home, uh, and it, it was really scary. If you lived during the eighties, you especially being a kid because I didn't understand. I didn't under, like when people mentioned a cold war as a kid. I thought like we were like literally just waiting for something to happen so we could actually start fighting. I didn't understand what it really meant. And this movie just scared me because I thought it meant that any moment they could just invade America uh, and and we're going to fight them. And as a kid, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> uh, but Red Dawn, great movie. Uh, I wa- Watching that movie years later, once again, like you watch these movies, Years later, and there are a lot of problems in it, but it's it, it as a kid, I just loved it. Number eight on my list Beverly Hills Cop. There's not much you can like, there's nothing, there's not a bad thing you can say about the original Beverly Hills Cop. There's not a bad thing you can say about Beverly Hills Cop, too, other than it wasn't as good as the first one. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2, buddy cop comedy action, like Eddie Murphy did everything in, in Beverly Hills Cop, like looking back on it, going back and watching it again, like he, he showed dramatic range, it was funny, it had some great action in it, it was just a good cop movie, um, and like I said, I, I did not know that Sylvester Stallone had a, had wrote up a draft of Beverly Hills Cop. I, like I didn't know that was supposed to be his movie because it's Eddie Murphy. Like that's that's Eddie Murphy. Like Beverly Hills Cop, Eddie Murphy. I, I could, I mean, it could have worked with Sylvester Stallone because he was such a big star. Uh, but it it for sure works with Eddie Murphy, especially when you add in Judge Ron uh and the other cop. Um, they're, they're just they play off each other so well um, and and it just worked. It worked so well. Uh, Billy Taggart there you go. That was the cops name but I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, great great cop movie um, and it I mean you, if you just it's such a good movie. it works today. It's still funny um, and and it's just it was just ahead of his time. Really smart movie, too. Uh, good good cop movie. Uh, moving on, my number seven, uh, which to this day, I really think that Mortal Kombat was based on this movie. Of course, it was based on, you know, Chinese mythology and all this other stuff. But Big Trouble in Little China. Man, Kurt Russell, uh, uh, Kim Cattrall, great movie just it's an iconic movie it's underrated for some criminally underrated for some reason uh it it is just it's so hammy it's so cheesy but it's so funny it's so much fun as a kid all of those the 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 thunder the lightning guy um you know the one guy who blows up like that was scary like those are scary characters the one guy with all the swords uh those are scary characters as a kid but man it was so much fun like like kurt russell just made that movie so much better than it had to be he i I read that they were trying to remake that with the rock no doesn't work like don't please don't remake this movie it is perfect it's an 80s movie it needs to stay in the 80s uh, you know, trying to kidnap a woman with green eyes, the like, like Shang Tsung. Like, I'm telling you, this movie is the basis of Mortal Kombat, and people can't tell me otherwise. Ed Boon, uh, one of the head producers of Mortal Kombat, I'm pretty sure he, Johnny Cage, is is Kurt Russell's character. Like, you can't you can't convince me otherwise. Uh, just great movie, Big Trouble in Little China. is so much fun. Uh, it, it, it iconic cast, iconic group of actors, uh, and just a fun, fun action movie that works really well. Um, and it, it don't remake it, please, please don't remake it. Uh, number six on my list, uh, and it's really hard to make these lists. Uh, I I have up here Lethal Weapon Two. Why Lethal Weapon Two? Uh, cause Lethal Weapon Two upped the ante of action. Like Lethal Weapon One was great. Don't get me wrong, but Lethal Weapon One was more drab, dry. You had my man uh, Gary Busey as the main villain. Um, Lethal Weapon Two was just it upped the ante of action. And it just, to me, it worked better. The ending when when Mel Gibson gets shot like fifty times and still survives, like uh, you know, it, it it's an insane movie. Um, but it, it just to me, it was just a better action movie. Uh, it 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 just was. I, I enjoyed *Lethal Weapon* two a lot more. That's probably the best in the series to me. Um, even with them fighting Jet Li. Lead the Weapon 3 was great. They, they all were great, but, but Lead the Weapon 2, for some reason, uh, struck a chord with me. Uh, you know, Merton, Riggs. Uh, I, I was really upset when um, they redid the show, when, when they remade Lead the Weapon into a TV show. Uh, and then I was even more upset when they ruined that TV show because the TV show was actually great, uh, Damon Wayans, Chase Crawford, uh, I think that's his name, Chase Crawford, um, but they were great as Murton Riggs, and then apparently they couldn't get along, and then they recast, you know, uh, Crawford's character after he got shot at the end of the season finale, and then I never watched the show again. Um, It actually was a really good show, uh, but, you know, it was unfortunate they couldn't get along and keep the show going because I thought it was a good buddy cop show. Anyways, moving on to number five, one of my absolute faves, Roadhouse. You cannot go wrong with Roadhouse. I thought you'd be bigger. Patrick Swayze. (laughs) So... This movie came out in 1989, right? I am, what, 11 years old at the time? I don't understand bars. I don't understand nightclubs. Um, As I grow older, I start going to said clubs. I start going to these bars. And the thought of a, like, (laughs) five-foot-eight, 160-pound bouncer, yes, there's a good chance these people might know how to fight great chance there's a great chance but life ain't the movies like i've never seen a bouncer that small before in my life because they're not you're not kickboxing in these clubs you're not kickboxing at these bars like bar fights are a lot different than roadhouse But in 1989, you couldn't tell me anything. You couldn't tell me Dalton wasn't the greatest bouncer that ever lived. Like he, like he, what? (laughs) Like the premise of Roadhouse is just a joke in itself. But it works. He ripped the dude's heart out with his hand. Like, come on. oh my gosh like it, it is I, once again my mom was a boss my mom used to take me and my sister to watch all these movies if we saw the poster for the movie uh, you know we would go to 125th street and watch these movies uh, and this is one of those movies that I watch and it, I loved it like I absolutely I loved the, the atmosphere I love the fighting, the nurse. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Kelly McKenna. Oh man, I can't remember her name. She was gorgeous. Um, but like Patrick's, oh man, like Roadhouse is a class, Sam Elliott, like the, the Dalton, he's the best bouncer. And like, what, <laughs> what the, oh my gosh. Like it's so hokey. But it works so well. It's such a it's such a, a classic. Uh, you know this, this land like greedy landowner that just like I don't remember the premise. I don't remember why the bad the main bad guy was so bad to everybody. He was just like a he was just a guy who owned all the businesses in town. He was just a rich tycoon. I guess I think it was over the girl. I'm ninety nine percent sure uh it was over that girl over the nurse um which makes zero sense to me but it, it's a male ego thing uh but in the end he got what he deserved cuz Dalton came and hunted him down in his own house and you know ripped the guy's heart out with his bare hands uh anyways moving it's just such a, such a funny time man. these movies they're so ridiculous when you when you look at them, you know, years later when you're an adult, but it was so much fun. And the next one, next movie, even more fun. Number four on my list, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. This movie is terrible. I will not like the action in it. I mean, there are no martial artists in this movie other than maybe Ernie Reyes Jr., uh, who's one of the kids, uh, Ty Mac was the dancer. Uh, I can't remember the actor Shonuff's name, but he was not a martial artist. It was it was almost like you know the the black exploitation movies of the seventies, uh, which needs to be a list in itself. Um, but like just the the karate in this movie. Uh, was terrible. Uh but it worked because Bruce LeRoy was the one. He was the master. Show enough one of the greatest villains in movie history. Uh don't at me. Uh show enough just great. You know, am I the baddest? Am I the meanest? Am I the toughest? Uh just a great movie. It's such a feel good movie. There's dancing I, I really wish that the soundtrack was a little better but it was 80s like it, it was the barge you know like the real poppy feel to it um they had talked about remaking this uh for a while I hope they don't uh, because it's, it's just a it's a hokey classic 80s movie that just needs to stay where it is it worked for for when it was made it worked because it was one of the only black you know uh action movies of the 80s uh and it was a motown movie uh, and it just worked um and it it was just such a good time like it was such a it was such an innocent movie uh that wanted to be fun and it was which which is what, what endears it to me and what which is what I love and it was so campy, and it was just funny and it was it was fun, uh, and please don't remake it. Please don't remake it, Hollywood. Just name it something else, give give it another give it another feel. Anyways, moving on to number three, and I was today years old when what, and I should have known this, uh, but my number three movie. Bloodsport. Bloodsport is awesome. Bloodsport came out in 1988. I remember seeing the. I remember going to see a movie uh, at the movie theater on 125th Street. And as we were leaving, I saw the movie posted for Bloodsport, and it had John claude Van Dam doing his infamous split kick uh, on on. I'm assuming uh, Tong Po. No, it wasn't. Tong Po was kickboxer. Uh, I can't. It, it was Tong Po. Either way, uh, I remember seeing that movie poster, and I was like, I want to see that. Like, I want. Like, I don't know what it's about, but there's a guy doing a split kick uh, in a poster, and I want to see that blood sport. I thought it was gonna be scary because it has the word blood in it. Uh, it just. You gotta remember, 1988. I'm 10 years old. Uh, so like I, I'm I don't know where they're going with this. It was made by Canon, the same same company that made Robocop, which is another underrated act 80s action movie. Um But I remember begging my mom to go see Bloodsport. My mother takes me and my sister to go see Bloodsport. And and once again in the 80s, like in in all honesty, in the 80s you really never knew what you were gonna get because there was a lot of TNA in these movies uh there was a lot of 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 questionable way more questionable stuff now it's more questionable dialogue but in the 80s like Revenge of the Nerds I remember seeing Revenge of the Nerds as a kid and they had all types of TNA in it I mean it wasn't that much but it was enough for me not to have seen it when I was a kid (laughs) Like, like uh but bloodsport like my mother really didn't want to take us to watch bloodsport because she didn't know what it was about and once again we thought it was going to be like an intense action movie but they really didn't make those in the 80s like they didn't make really graphic uh you know action movie and most of those really graphic ones went straight to dvd like scanners and stuff like that like that like those movies they might have came out in the theater but i don't ever remember seeing scanners in the theater i don't remember seeing posters for scanners i remember that just coming out on cable one day and and just being grossed out by it. uh and like those trauma movies like toxic avengers like those movies might have came out in the theater but i don't ever remember them being in a the theater because they were so niche and they were so overtly gross uh like I think a lot of those just came out straight to to video because that that was the audience they were looking for. Anyways, moving on to me being today years old when I found out that Bloodsport was completely BS. Uh, So uh, doing a little research, um, I clicked on like underrated action movies. And I don't understand how any of these movies are underrated because they have Bloodsport. And I remember just... Bloodsport being one of my favorite movies uh, because you have Frank Dukes who is supposed to be a real life like Medal of Honor winner like a a Vietnam vet uh, who (laughs) evades you know the military to go to to China and fight in the underground uh, Kumite uh, underground fighting tournament Um, (laughs) how I could think this is real I'll never know. Like, I I mean, yeah. Like, I come to find out, like, that people who have done research on Bloodsport find out that Frank Dukes just told this to a reporter uh, and the reporter, is the, like, is the one who, like, worked Bloodsport into a movie. Um, none of this stuff was fact-checked uh then then like every time they've tried to fact check anything like uh frank duke's supposed master in the movie doesn't exist no no fighter could ever like no fighter could ever back up the claim that this this you know wing chung uh kung fu master exists nobody can find frank duke's military records of him being a decorated special forces you know uh 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 military member, which of course, I mean this this was like the 70s so that is possible. Uh, but and and nobody can back his Kumite claim and I don't even know if the Kumite is real anymore. But I do remember watching uh, uh, you know uh man, how do, how do I forget how do I forget his name? uh John Cla van Dam that's not the name I forgot uh, Tong Po that's definitely not I don't think that was the 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 main the main guy's name. give me a second now I have to Google because I'm I'm really I can't believe I'm forgetting uh bolo young there you go bolo young bolo bolo man. I remember as a kid being definitely afraid of Bolo because I thought that he just didn't like people in general. And if he saw you walking down the street, he would just want to fight you. He was in Into the Dragon. I, I don't think, I, I don't remember seeing Into the Dragon before seeing Bloodsport. Um, but Bolo Young scared the crap out of me. He was a very intense villain. He threw salt in Van Damme's eyes. Or chalk, or whatever it was, and he blinded him. But Van Damme fought him blindly and won the Kumite. How did I think this was real? There were, there were FBI, there were like CIA agents or FBI agents after him, and he was just evading them because he was such a good fighter and such a good parkour person. I don't know, like, ridiculous. Like, Bloodsport, ridiculous. Frank Duke's the only American to ever win the illegal underground fighting tournament. <laughs> but it worked. I loved this movie as a kid. Uh, okay, USA. Donald Gibbs. Oh, man, Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds is in this movie. What a great movie. It's so 80s. It was so much fun. You believed that you can do those splits and you could do those split kicks and, and like and you rooted for John Claude Van Damme who was not American born. He was like how do you play like never mind. Okay. I mean, but we suspended disbelief. <sighs> For Van Damme to play Frank Dukes, who was like, in, for all intents and purposes, was a fictional character. Uh, but it was a good time. And moving on to my list to a good time and uh, Suspending Disbelief, Commando. Arnold Schwarzenegger did so many great things in, in the 80s. You had The Running Man. The Running Man was great. Running Man was ahead of his time. The Running Man should be remade. Like, I think, because I don't think they did it justice. I think The Running Man being remade today would be awesome. Like, I really do. Because going back and watching this movie, it was so ahead of his time. It just didn't, it, it didn't get its just due. Great movie. Loved it but there's something about commando there's something about a man living out in the woods loving his daughter and his daughter getting kidnapped by a member of his old special forces team who had taken out the rest of that team why i don't know uh he took out the rest of his team, but he came to take out Arnold, but he couldn't. And he kidnapped his daughter in order for Arnold to go kid to kill like a South American political leader. So another South American general can take over said country. Arnold did not go kill that leader. He broke out of his plane he jumped from the, the wheels as they were coming down into into some water. He chased down the people who kidnapped him. He killed them one by one, and then he went to this country on a on a seaplane with uh, Ray Dong Chong, who's gorgeous by the way. Uh, went went to this country on a seaplane and by himself took out a South American army of hundreds of people by himself with some hand grenades, some machine guns, some shotguns, and a knife. Let me repeat that. By himself, he went and took out a South American army (laughs) in this mansion compound to go find his daughter by himself. By himself, Commando. Don't ever be remade. Don't I mean they, they've remade Commando a billion times. There's so many different one-man army movies. You know, you got Rambo, and and I'm pretty sure this is kind of a, a ripoff of Rambo. Uh but man, is it not fun? I'm gonna kill you. You said you were gonna kill me last. I lied one of my great one of my favorite lines in the whole movie like what holding a guy up over a cliff with one arm by his leg like like, what oh my gosh oh man what a movie like just it it Fun time It's so 80's Commando is so 80's It's ridiculous And now we're gonna move on To my number one movie And before I say My number one movie My true number one Action movie Of the 80's And I didn't realize This movie was made in 1989 The Killer Made by John Woo But That's unfair I feel like I feel like that's unfair Cause I, I just feel like The Killer Is just A different Genre of action, it, it just it, it there's there's no action movies, you know, competing with any of John Woo's movies, Better Tomorrow, Hard Boiled, The Killer, they're just not. So I'm not gonna ruin my list with The Killer, but my number one action, American action, good old America, American action movie of the 1980s. There could only be one, Die Hard, that john mcclain is the greatest american action hero of any generation it hans gruber one of the greatest villains of any generation um this movie was so awesome i will never forget i will never forget so saturdays used to be the day that new movies premiered on HBO, Showtime, like all of the big cable networks would premiere movies on Saturdays. So me being young, like Saturdays was a family day. Saturdays, you know, day you played outside and then at eight o'clock at night, you were home to watch whatever movie that HBO was gonna premiere, at least in my family. I will watch with my cousins. Uh, and I remember... And I think uh Die Hard might have came out on Showtime or HBO. Either way, I remember watching Die Hard. Had no idea what it was about. And I think that's what makes that's what makes the movies even better. No idea what it's about, right? I knew Bruce Willis from uh he Moonlighting. You know, he did the T V show Moonlighting, which I thought was pretty hokey, Sybil Shepherd, uh and, you know, you don't take him serious as an action star, right? Because he was this, you know, cool guy on Moonlighting. Um, and I remember being floored at the end of Die Hard. Like, we were, me and my cousins watching this movie, we were getting hyped. When he said Yippee, oh, my God. First time I heard him say yippee Kaye oh, my goodness. That was, like, iconic, like iconic moment in movie history like it, it just it was it was so awesome like being a kid and watching this movie for the first time because i mean he's in this high-rise building being from new york like high-rises it, it you see them everywhere you know in the big cities and it's just like what would i in my head i just kept what would i do i'm going out in the first 5 minutes of the movie you know like it just it it was so far fetched but it was so well thought out you know Reginald Bell Johnson like as the cop was talking them through it oh man like the limo driver in the, in the garage it was it was such a smart movie and it was so much fun dude didn't have shoes on he couldn't find anybody who had his shoe size all of those European terrorists had small feet I thought that was funny like that's funny like it was like man this guy picking out the glass and his feet in the sink like oh my gosh man what a great movie Hans Gruber like there, there was like this dynamic and that was one of the reasons why I loved uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance so much. You know, Jeremy Irons had that Hans Gruber-esque like vibe to him and like it, it's such a great villain. Alan Rickman, man. R. R. P. man. Like what a great uh, movie villain you know, in the, in this movie. Just phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Die Hard... Deserved all of the praises that's got that it's gotten over the years, uh, all of the sequels that it deserved all those sequels it got even though it went too long. Um, great 80s action movie. It it just it was smart. It was funny. It was filled with action, a lot of explosions. He jumped from the roof using a hose and dived and oh my god, like it. And he did it all without any shoes. Insane. Uh, Please, 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 please never remake this movie. Never try to do this again. Uh, They've had Die Hard on a boat. They've had Die Hard on a bus. They've had Die Hard in the airport. They've had Die Hard, you know, everywhere you could think of. Um, But there's only one. There could only be one Die Hard the greatest action movie of the 80s. To me, great times. Um, hope you enjoyed this list. Next week, um, I am going to go to the movies. I want to see Memory starring Liam Neeson. Uh, don't really know why I want to see this movie so bad, but I'm going to go watch it. And I'm going to prepare myself for April or for May 6th. May 5th. I already have my tickets. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm so excited. Um, next week I will go see Memory, um, and the week after that is Doctor Strange. And I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna review Moon Knight when I review Doctor Strange. Uh, we're, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about Moon Knight the series. I just watched episode four, and my mind is still blown. I'm hoping, I I wanna see where they go with the rest of the series. Uh, Episode four of Moon Knight was amazingly crazy. Uh, The ending of it was just mind boggling to say the least. Uh, But I I wanna wait till that series is over and that series will end right before I go see Doctor Strange. Uh, So I'll review those two things and I'll talk about the future of Marvel. We'll talk about Thor, uh, Love and Thunder Uh, because that trailer just dropped and i'm pretty sure they'll drop another trailer at the end of dr strange because i think dr strange kind of ties in to what they're gonna do in the new thor movie Uh, i'm pretty sure the post-credit scenes will have something to do with thor Uh, maybe a little guardians of the galaxy maybe some captain marvel maybe she hulk who knows Uh, all of those series are still to come from marvel um I just read this week that uh Spider-Man Into uh, or you know across the Spider-Verse has been pushed back to 2023. That's unfortunate. Um but I know whatever they're doing is going to be great. Um so both both of the movies got pushed back a year. Uh part 1 is going to be in 2023, part 2 is going to be in 2024. Um, yeah, that that that's unfortunate, but I mean, we have such a strong slate of movies this year. Uh, you know, um you know, Thor is coming out, you know, we got uh, Doctor Strange coming out. There's another Marvel movie coming out. I think uh, Guardians, no, I don't think that's coming out till next year. Either way, um, Disney Plus has a, a plethora of shows coming out uh this year. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse is pushback. But I mean, I'm not gonna that that movie was on my radar, but it wasn't you know as high on my radar as as the other Marvel movies were. Uh, but with that being said, we're gonna end this podcast. I'm excited about uh, Doctor Strange. I'm really really anticipating this movie coming out soon. And blowing, blowing, uh, blowing the world away. Uh, but this was the '80s action movie uh, episode. I enjoy. I really enjoy doing research for and just and it's just a vibe, man. Like, like picking out these movies, it's hard to 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 choose. But I, I go off of the emotions I have or I had when I remember watching these movies for the first time. Uh, and it it it's just. It's so much fun. That's why I love watching movies. Uh, it's just an emotional investment, and, and and I am emotionally invested in this podcast. Uh, you know, just doing this every week. Hopefully, people get something out of it. People laugh. Uh, people enjoy. Uh, people think about their list. You know, of their top ten, whatever, whatever type of movies. Uh, and I hope you guys send them in to me. Hopefully, we could talk about it. You know, if you have a top 10 list that you want that you want to do on the show, man, let's do it. Uh, I'm always open to collaboration. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy having fun, being funny, telling jokes. Uh, and it's just a good time. man. so with that, I will bid you guys to do. I'm surprised this one went this long, uh, but I love talking movies and I can talk all day. Sorry about that. Uh, with that being said I'll see y'all next week memory we'll talk about that a little bit and we'll we'll figure some other stuff out later